Welcome to the 28th Wonder Space Journey. It's great to have you on board. My name is Steve Cole and since September 2020, I have been asking the same six questions to people from around the world. The questions revolve around life and wonder, places of reset and stories of hopefulness. The setting for all of our interviews is a virtual window seat on the space station, 250 miles above Earth, where we see everything from a different perspective. This week, our day-night orbit will take us over the Strait of Gibraltar and Northern Africa. And to experience these views with us in this ultimate window seat, we welcome John Pritchard from Brighton, UK, who is the founder of Parler. Parler is an eyewear brand with a low impact on the planet and a high impact on people. With every pair of sunglasses sold, Parler gives back to eye care programs in Africa, which has resulted in thousands of sight impaired people now able to earn an income thanks to receiving a pair of glasses. A shorter version of this episode together with footage of this journey across Northern Africa, can be found at ourwonder.space. I start by asking John, from this seat 250 miles above Earth, which place, city or country would you want us to fly over, and why? I think, for me, it's, it's more of a region. Um, about 25 years ago, I was travelling in Kenya, uh, Tanzania, around there. And uh, we went through the Serengeti for about two or three days, camped out there. And I've just got such incredible memories from that experience. Uh, it was the fact that you could just look in any direction and, and you could never get to the horizon. It was beautiful. It was, it was like some kind of Jurassic Park experience for me. And um, and really, for me, that was uh, arguably where I just found this affinity for some of the countries I visited in Africa and, and the culture uh, and the people I met. And that obviously played its part in, in some of my decision making later on in life. John, give us a glimpse into your life story so far with an emphasis on what you are doing currently. A glimpse into my life story so far starts with me uh, coming from Paul in Dorset. I, uh, I ended up uh, doing a degree in general practice surveying. I also ended up never doing a day's work in general practice surveying. Uh, took some time out for travelling, which is when I went to uh, the Serengeti. And then um, I came back and ended up going into advertising, uh, more of a traditional time when it was more looking at printed papers, etc. This evolved into digital advertising, then marketing, uh, spending maybe the last 10 years or so um, before Parler working at Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft itself, great company to work for, a uh, lot of fun there. It, it relied on my ability um, to daydream. I had a creative role, so and I'm very good at daydreaming, so that went down a bundle. Um, but ultimately, it was a case of you get to a point, or I got to a point at least, where I was feeling that all I was really doing when I broke down my job was I was taking some money from one place and, and popping it in, in another place. And I just felt it lacked some of the purpose that I needed from uh, from what I was doing. And uh that's when this sort of seed of an idea came for uh, my business. Um, and it was a case of starting off by looking for a something that would fill that purpose. Um, 
given I'd travelled to Africa, I felt that uh, I had a real affinity for the country, the cultures that I'd uh, experienced. And uh, I'd also learned simultaneously around the issue with eye care, a really big issue. 10% of the world's population can't access eye care. And a number of countries I've been to, like Ethiopia, Ghana, uh, etc., this is as high as 95, 96%. Um, in fact, in, in Sierra Leone, I think there's four optometrists for the whole country. It gives you a scale of, a, of the problem that there is. And I just felt, well, look, this is, this is a problem um, because arguably a pair of spectacles or eye, eye surgery um, is one of the most cost-effective tools you can give someone uh, in terms of poverty alleviation. So I actually started rather unusually maybe with a cause first and then I tried to retrofit a, um, a business to leverage that cause. So um, I, ended up, I ended up launching an eyewear brand because I thought, well, look, if it's about eye care in Africa, let, let's create sunglasses and spectacles that will lead to uh, change. And that would be through grants that we provide to a charity partner called Vision Aid Overseas. I started from a position of having no uh, experience of um, eyewear. Uh, all my friends would also tell me I have no experience of fashion. Um, and so started from day, uh, you know, from ground zero, and just had to uh, work up, um, work up a team of, of helpful people around me that would help me uh, a launch an eyewear brand, and then obviously develop it to where we've got to today, which is five years on now since launching. Um, I feel like actually this year feels like the first year I've really hit a lot of the the goals that I, I set myself back then. Um, so yeah, we now have a an eyewear brand that uh, has a lot of impacts in Africa. We built a vision center in Zambia in 2017. Uh, we're supporting a, a school project at the moment in Ethiopia for the school kids there. But there's also other touch points to the solution. Um, you know, our cases are made from recycled plastic waste. We work with uh, four female communities in in Upper East Ghana um, to make those cases. And then with the sunglasses, we're now using bio-based acetate. So again, a plant-based material for our frames. The culmination of, of all the work we've put in uh, was was realised uh, at the end of last year when we became uh, a B Corp. And again, for me, that's been a huge goal for the business. It really, you know, our... our uh, our, our direction right from day one has always been about uh, being a better business for the planet. Um, so the B Corp certification just feels like a, a real natural um, certification for us to go for. I mean, it's damn hard to, to get and it takes a lot of time and effort, uh, but it's it's so worthwhile. Um, and even in the short time we've become a B Corp, I've noticed there's such a, a fantastic uh, community out there of people who are willing to support because actually ultimately we're all in this for a greater good ourselves it's not a it's not a badge for life it means you know there's there's a bit of a stick here but it's about improving as a business and we get certified in three years time so already i'm beginning to just look over my shoulder and think right where can we make uh, better changes for our business so that when we recertify in three years we can improve our score uh, and really challenge to be you know the best in our industry where on earth is your place of reset or recharge? There, there are two places. I have a, a sort of a, a quick fix place to go and, uh, and a longer uh, fix. That's more because of geography. But my quick fix is uh, where I live in here in Brighton, I live about two minutes from the sea. And uh, look, when, the, when it's nice and flat out there, I get on my paddleboard, and I go out paddle in a straight line and then I just lie down in the middle of the ocean um, it's just the fact that you can just escape uh, and, and not feel so sort of, you know, squashed in. 
and all you've got is the the sound of a few passing seagulls and, and maybe a fish jumping out of the water. And it's just lovely being out there, a uh, bit of solitude. It's almost like a meditation of some sort. So yeah, I love that. And that's the easy one. That's when I can literally in 10 minutes be out there and up and running. So that's that's great. And then the longer fix I would say would be look, anywhere on the west coast of Scotland. I've been there on a number of occasions in my camper van and I can't get enough of it. It's it's beautiful, uh, especially Skye and Harris, those islands. Uh, I take my bike, take my running shoes, and I sort of mix it up, just get out and explore and, and recharge. We always have this sort of idea that we have to leave the country to go and find something new and different, and we've got some beautiful stuff right on our own doorstep. What wonder of the natural world excites you the most? The wonder that excites me most is, I would say, the Northern Lights. It probably sounds like a very obvious answer, um, but it's one of those I've, I've not had the opportunity to do so. I did take my daughter to Lapland about four years ago uh, to see Father Christmas, but it was more for me to try and see the Northern Lights. Um, I mean, we did lay on a, on a, a frozen lake till about one in the morning but uh, to see if they would turn up. But at the age of eight, I felt it was a bit cruel to make her stay out any longer. So, look, I mean, I've seen it on, on, in second-hand version and, and on videos and stuff, but I think to be um, looking up at this sky while it does its magic, for me, I think that's... It feels such an alien concept to experience. And, um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully one day I'll get that chance to, to do it properly without uh, having to drag my daughter with me. John, what is your story of hopefulness that's not your own about a person, business or non-profit who are doing amazing things for the world? My story of hopefulness uh, lies with uh, an organisation which is the Barrier Reef Foundation, uh, based obviously in Australia. Um, We had a chance uh, last year to have uh, an interview on our own site with uh, Peter Mumby, who's one of the chief scientists um, out there. And uh, look, you know, the the reef has lost more than 50% of its coral since 1995. Uh, I think we've all seen on the TV the issue of, of uh, the seas warming up and coal bleaching that's been triggered by that. Um, you know, there is a, a huge problem. And, and, and also, it's perhaps uh, one of the more visible symbols of, of climate change that we can physically see. And yeah, it's not in a great place. When we spoke with, with Peter and, and when I look at the updates from what they're doing, you kind of think that, you know, people are out there fighting the good fight here and, and trying to make proper sustained change. You know, these these solutions aren't easy. You can't come up with a sticking plaster solution. You've got to work out how to how to create you know, longer term change. And and for them, it's it's looking at uh, creating more resilient. Um, well, we've got an initiative called the Resilient Reef Initiative, uh, where they're looking at ways of creating more heat resistant corals. There's a, a starfish called, called the Crown of Thorns, which loves eating coral for its dinner. So again, it's trying to work out how to stop that huge prevalence of, of those starfish. They're doing a lot of work restoring marine um, wildlife. So they, they, they're doing a programme at the moment, which is planting more than 100,000 corals uh, off Port Douglas. And also they're doing a lot of activity on Rain Island, which is um, uh, it's the largest green turtle nesting site and restoring that fabulously. And I just get their updates. And for me, it's just a lovely little jolt in my life now and again to see the positive change and, and it, it's action. It's, you know, one of the things I've kind of learned is you can't just go around talking the talk. You've got to walk the talk. And they're a, 
uh, an organisation that are really walking the talk, and and I love that. And um, it's again, you know, it's one of those organisations I will love to support, which is why we did a piece on them. It's got nothing to do with sunglasses, obviously, but I want to champion organisations like that who are are trying to do good in the world. Finally, as we prepare to re-enter, what insight, wisdom or question would you like to share with us? The wisdom I would like to share is that I think this last uh, period has allowed us to rethink uh, a lot of what we value. Um, I think most of us at least have experienced quite a profound impact on our lives uh, over the last 12 months or so. And it's given us an opportunity as well uh, to reflect. I think um, COVID situation has raised questions about the fragility of not just society, but the planet. Uh, And at times we've seen some of the best of humanity. And, um, you know, I am hoping that we don't just return back to normal. And I don't think that is going to happen. And I think this is this is the exciting thing. I think uh, people recognise that we all have an opportunity to to make different decisions that perhaps we didn't do, you know, even a few years back, that can actually make quite an impact, whether that's a, a human to human impact or an impact on our, our immediate or, or global environment. And that comes down to how we treat one another, look out for each other, uh, understand different perspectives uh, and learn more about each other's issues. Uh, and from an environmental point of view, you know, reconsider our behaviour, particularly uh, our consumption behaviour. Um, I think that's going to be a huge thing in the next two or three years. Uh, I think we'll see that really land. And um, But also equally how we deal with our waste as well. And, and you know, what I've done certainly is always try to take this uh, idea of making small habits uh, small changes, uh, never trying to do something always changes all at once because that's just overwhelming. We would never be able to do that in one one go. But if you can make small habits, a, a small change to your way you shop or the way you reuse or even refuse to do something uh, in terms of your purchase behaviour, you know, all these small things will all add up to a, a far greater, bigger impact. Um, that's something that I think uh, that's my little bit of wisdom, I guess. To read more about Parler and see some of their inspiring films or to check out their sustainable range of sunglasses, their website is parlereyewear.com. To join the Wonderspace community and share your own wonders and stories of hopefulness or to listen to the previous 27 interviews, the website is ourwonder.space. I want to thank John for joining us on this wonder space and I hope you can join us next week for more wonders and stories of hopefulness.